It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 13th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Washington Wizards on Monday. Some of the observations that we had from that game as now we get ready for the Magic's big four-game homestand. I'll talk a little bit about that coming up on today's episode too. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, you can find a podcast covering every single team in the NBA and the NBA in general. Check out Locked On NBA for a daily podcast covering the big stories around the league, around the association. And then don't forget to check out other podcasts like Locked On Wizards for the Wizards' perspective on today's game. Or Locked On 76ers as the Magic get ready to face Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday. You can check all that out on iTunes to search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic uh, came to Washington after their big win over the New York Knicks. Uh, you know, looking to... Keep things rolling. They're obviously in a good groove right now, having won four of their last five entering this game. You know, we're not that we're looking at the standings this early, but tied for eighth place in the Eastern Conference. They're, you know, maybe not exactly where they want to be. They still clearly have a lot of work to do, but these are the kind of games the Magic need to win. Uh, certainly, Washington is better than their record indicates. They've now won two straight after Monday's, Monday's victory, uh, but definitely a game that the Magic wanted to win, and Certainly one they put themselves in position to win. No matter how you want to slice this, it was a tie game entering the fourth quarter. Orlando had every opportunity to win, and yeah, they kind of dropped the ball on this one. Credit to Washington. John Wall did a great job taking over the game in the fourth quarter. The Magic's bench really struggled uh, to get themselves going, to get themselves moving back in the right direction. And yeah, the Magic kind of let this one slip through their fingers. Not a whole lot you can do about that, or there are plenty you can do about that, of course. Washington made some tough shots. Jeff Green hit a bunch of threes, uh, but Orlando never really got themselves going in that fourth quarter. Um, as, as good as Orlando had played to that point, I, I thought they played generally pretty well, certainly on a back-to-back. Uh, Steve Clifford really said it best, 26 points in the fourth quarter should be enough to win you a basketball game when you're tied. Um, giving up 34, just not acceptable. In fact, Washington just really put the pressure on Orlando from the very beginning. Got to the got into the bonus about four or five minutes into the fourth quarter. So the Wizards were shooting free throws the rest of the way. They made 13 of 18 free throws, and frankly, that's more than the Magic shoot in a typical game. Orlando's free throw rate is around 19, uh, 19%. So, you know, they're shooting 19 free throws for every 100 field goal attempts. That a That's a really bad number, which deserves due consideration. Orlando shooting only 11 free throws in this game. So Washington getting to the line put a lot of pressure on the Magic's defense. They were unable to really play physical uh, and, and keep Washington out of the lane, and Washington took advantage. They, they made shots, credit to them there. Orlando didn't, and Orlando really struggled to get their offensive flow back, and you could feel 
Washington get their confidence as that game went on. Orlando actually had a 10-point lead in the third quarter, and it honestly looked like Orlando was going to run away with this one. I really felt like in the first half especially, Orlando wasn't making shots at a particularly high rate. Uh, Washington had the lead at around 4 or 5 for a good chunk of it, and they never were able to put the magic away. And I kept thinking to myself, especially with the way Washington's defense was engaged at the time, um, that Orlando's going to push back. Orlando's going to go on a big run, and they're going to put this game away. That's that's what a good team would do. Obviously, Orlando is still learning how to be a good team and how to win these types of games. But entering the third quarter, Orlando did exactly that. It was those little things that, that matter. You know, digging down defensively, making you know making the extra pass, getting good shots. Orlando was was very controlled and composed for much of this game. But after taking that 10-point lead, Washington called a timeout. Orlando began bringing their bench in. And Washington went on a 12-0 run from there. In fact, the Wizards finished the game as a whole against the Magic starters on a 14-4 run. You could see some of the frustration beginning to build for Orlando. Turnovers, a big story of the game for Orlando in that fourth quarter. I think they had five of their 12 turnovers in the fourth quarter. They weren't able to get the ball moving as crisply as they were. I thought Washington was a lot more engaged defensively there. Um, they, they went to their small lineup that gave the Magic a lot of problems in Friday's game. Jeff Green was a lot to handle with him making shots the way he was. In fact, Jeff Green, 18 points, 4 for 5 shooting from beyond the arc, 6 for 7 for the game. Uh, Vucevic just wasn't able to get out to him, trying too hard to protect the paint against John Wall. Gave Green a lot of open looks. I think the gamble was Jeff Green needs to make those looks, and we'll, if he does, we'll lose and we're fine. He made him the magic loss, and so I guess you have to be fine. That was kind of the strategy the Magic gave uh, with with John Wall kind of uh, driving around and, and, and able to get into the paint the way that John Wall can. So Orlando played well. I don't want to pretend like they didn't play well. They did play well. Um, but there's definitely a little bit to be desired. There's definitely a little bit uh, that the Magic could have done more, perhaps, or a little bit that... Um, you know, was was left on the table. Um, you know, I think the bench is is a big story of this game once again. While you know they ended up outscoring Washington's bench, um, Orlando's not a team that can afford a lot of that. Um, you know, you look at the the plus minuses. Every Magic starter had a positive plus minus, except DJ Augustin. Every bench player was a negative on the floor for plus minus, as much as that's worth. Terrence Ross scored twenty one of the team's thirty bench points, made seven of their eleven field goals. Um, you know, the bench outside of uh, Terrence Ross was 4 for 17. Again, that, that kind of stuff is not going to get the job done. And while I don't think it was as maybe egregious as it was, say, last week against Detroit, I did feel like the Magic... Well, it wasn't as egregious as it was last week. I do did feel like the Magic's bench did sap a little bit of the energy from the game. And I'll, I'll explain that, I think, in a little bit as well. Overall, though... You know, getting Aaron Gordon back was big. I thought he had a good game. Um, I thought Orlando did a lot of really good things. They put themselves in a position to win the game. They just didn't execute at the end. Um, you know, someone asked Steve Clifford about this after the game, and he said, you know, this wasn't about effort. This wasn't about intensity. The Magic had the right approach to this game. And, and, and on a back-to-back, you know, after playing so well, you know, they they matched it. They continued to play really well. You could tell they were a little tired and a little sluggish at times, but they seemed to be fighting through it. And, and again, in that third quarter, it looked like they were ready to put this game away and to race ahead, and the bench came in. They couldn't sustain the offense. They gave Washington a little bit of life, and Washington took it. Washington, again, not as bad as their record indicates quite clearly. But plenty still to take away. Orlando, again, still a lot to learn, still a lot of growing to do, and and they've got to take a lesson from this game about how they need to approach things. And 
that's going to be a big thing for the Magic moving forward is is how do you finish these games? How do you um, close these games out? Huge question mark for Orlando moving forward, of course, and one that they'll definitely be trying to answer moving forward. So the Orlando Magic fall to the Washington Wizards 117-109. to 109. Maybe you could say they left one on the board. I think you could say that really about um, their last two losses. Um, Detroit, they felt like they had that game one, got out executed at the end. Uh, Washington, I think you could feel like they had that game. They had that game. Uh, you know, they had a chance to win that game and got out, out executed at the end. So, you know, I think generally, you know, that's a good sign that that you know you're not losing games because of effort, because of other things. You're losing games because of execution, because of shot making. Um, and now you just got to learn. Okay, how do we how do we get above that? How do we get beyond that? And that's that's what you need to learn and grow as a team. So, not good losses. Got to win these games. But you know, compared to where the Magic were maybe two weeks ago. Positive steps forward, nonetheless. Um, see how the Magic respond on Wednesday against Philadelphia, a much more difficult team than than what the Magic have been playing against. But got to feast on these these tough these uh, smaller games. I mean, Washington four and nine, better than their record indicates. Obviously, better than than maybe they were a week ago. Um, but you know, these are the kind of games you got to find a way to get. And again, Orlando doesn't have a John Wall to kind of force things and change things up. And and I think that that remained a huge difference between these teams uh, when it came down to it. And where the Magic made plays at the end of the game Friday night at home, it didn't make the plays tonight on the road in Washington D.C. and fell to the Washington Wizards. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast. Aaron Gordon came back from a sprained ankle that kept him out of Sunday's game. Definitely looked a little sluggish at times, you know, forcing some of his shots. But overall, another really solid game for Aaron Gordon. 18 points, 10 rebounds, six, 8 for 13 shooting. Missed all four of his three-pointers, so he was 8 for 9 on two-point shots. You know, the three-pointer is going to come and go. Uh, I'm fine with that. Um, but again, Gordon was really efficient. I thought he was really aggressive attacking the ball. I honestly wanted to see him get the ball more. I was a little disappointed that he only took 13 shots in this game. Because he played really, really well. And and he's playing within the offense. He's not forcing things. He's not over-dribbling, um, except really when he has to. Um, he's looking to exploit matchups a lot better. Um, Gordon has figured out a lot of things uh, in the last two weeks, and it's made the Magic a better team. Um, he's playing efficiently. He's playing better, and the Magic are better for it. So another good effort from Aaron Gordon coming back from injury. Evan Fournier, twelve point, or 20 points, 5 assists, 7 for 14 shooting. Um, you know, did what he does. Um, I thought he was really good cutting off the ball. When the Magic's offense was working tonight, and, and they shot 48.3% from the floor, when the Magic's offense was working, they were cutting and moving really, really well. Um, there, there was a lot of ball movement, a lot of player movement, which is, I think, what this team really needs to be. I've been an advocate of the Magic running a, a cutting-style offense uh, since they don't have a, a great ball creator, a great playmaker creator. On this team, I think running off of cuts and, and relying on passing, especially with Vucevic as a weapon, is the way for this team to play. I think Clifford is, is playing a little bit of that style. 
and, and we saw it, I think, played really well in the first half of this game, at least, and Fournier took advantage. Fournier, though, admitted after the game that that he made some critical mistakes, and, and more than any player, I think he really felt the frustration of the end of the game. I thought he had a couple of silly fouls, uh, especially with the Wizards in the penalty, uh, and then took some quick shots to try and answer back, and and, and it didn't work. And that, that's, a, that's a trap Fournier falls into sometimes. Um, he seemed to recognize it after the game, so we'll see, again, how he responds next time out. Terrence Ross, another masterful performance off the bench. 21 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 4 for 5 from beyond the arc. No one on the bench was really scoring. In fact, I, I would argue that a lot of the bench's problems, um, Terrence Ross bailed them out of. Um, you know, it felt like a lot of times they'd, they'd kind of dribble in place until there was like 10 seconds left on the clock, and then they'd pass it to Ross, and he'd bail them out. Um, when Ross is coming around screens, he's looking to shoot, and his usage rate's probably a little higher than it needs to be, but he is making shots, and so you tell him to keep shooting his shot, and he's, he's a smart shooter. Um, he made a nice play one time where he caught the ball, kind of escape dribble to the side, drew, took a three and drew a foul, missed a three, but got the foul. Um, you know, he makes smart plays like that, and again, his defense is, is very on point, great help side defender, great off-ball defender, just a really smart player, and, and again, the Magic, I don't know where the Magic would be without him in this one. DJ Augustin, 15.6 for 10 shooting, um, made made his shots, made his three-pointers, did a good job probing the lane, especially with the player and ball movement the Magic were getting in the first half. Um, I, 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 I think DJ Augustin's really settled into his role after starting off the season a bit slow. Um, you know, when he's in the game, I am less worried about the Magic's point guard problems. I mean, yeah, they're hiding him. They didn't want him guarding John Wall, so he didn't guard John Wall in this game. Uh, but um, he's doing everything the Magic are asking him to do. He's doing everything that 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 is expected of him. So I, I, I really don't have much complaint about DJ Augustin. I don't think the point guard issue is as big of an issue as as some other people may be suggesting. Nikola Vucevic, 17 points, 8 for 17, shooting 11 rebounds. Struggled a bit with his shot. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's really interesting the way that the Wizards are playing. Wizards play with Jeff Green at center. Um, Vucevic struggled to take advantage of that matchup in Friday's game, which is the reason why the Wizards came back. It happened again in this one. So he struggled a bit to, to deal with that matchup. He struggled a bit with Dwight Howard as well. Dwight kind of got the same kind of push and numbers that he got in the last game with 17 points and eight rebounds. Um, you know, Vucevic is playing well. I think his defense is, is about as good as it's been with the Magic um, uh, in his career. Um, you know, offensively, you know, he's going to have nights where he just he, he's not making shots. I mean, post shots are inefficient, and, and that's, a, that's a lot of his offensive out- output. Um, but uh, tonight was just weird that Vucevic, he really struggled with that mismatch. Um, Green did a good job on him uh, at the end of the game, and so the Magic went to him for easy points. They couldn't get much from him. And again, um, always worth noting how much Vucevic struggles to get to the line, did not go to the free throw line in this game. And, and again, I think that's that's a big problem for the Magic moving forward. I was critical of Wesawundu on Sunday for Sunday's game, so I'll give him the props he deserves in this one. Eight points, four assists, three for four shooting, made both of his three-pointers. That's the kind of game the Magic need from Wesawundu. He was active, cutting along the, cutting along the baseline, cutting into the lane. Um, made his three-pointers when he was open, really strong defensively as well. Um, it, I, I agree with the fans who complain that he only played 15 minutes. He certainly deserved and should have played more, um, especially with how the bench was struggling and not that he would have helped the, 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 the scoring there. But, you know, compared to what Jonathan Simmons gave, five points, two for 10 shooting, three turnovers, you know, yeah, the Magic needs Simmons to create a little bit and that's led him to force a few of his shots and, you know, uh, Clifford was was claiming that a lot of the shots Simmons took, he doesn't mind him taking, so those shots will come maybe. 
Um, but Simmons right now has, has kind of been a bit of a black hole. He's really struggling to get himself going, and, and I kind of made this point in, in the fourth quarter. If you're going to struggle to shoot like this, you've got to find other ways to contribute positively. While Simmons' defense has been better this year, I don't know if it's enough to, to eliminate some of the things that he does offensively where he becomes a black hole, where he um, doesn't uh, pass the ball or distribute efficiently or effectively, where he's dribbling in place too much, where he's just trying to force things and not moving the ball. And sometimes you try your first move, it doesn't work, move the ball to the next guy, try and create something else, try and change the angle a little bit. Cut, move without the ball. Um, I think that's still something that Simmons is, is figuring out. Um, you know, He's been given a little bit of freedom, a little bit of latitude, but... Uh, you know, the Magic just need a little bit more from him. Orlando ends the game shooting 48.3% from the floor. 15 for 30 from beyond the arc. Did a good job there. Um, did a lot of things, again, that I think you have to be really happy with. 28 assists on 43 field goal attempts. You know, they're they're moving the ball fine offensively. But Washington shoots 50.6% from the floor. 13 for 33 from beyond the arc. 24 for 33 from the foul line, including 13 of 18 in the fourth quarter. That's the big difference in the game. Only 10 turnovers for Washington and they take the game 117 to 109. A look at the advanced stats also reveals a little bit. Orlando giving up 120.6 points per 100 possessions to the Wizards. That's going to get you beat. That's what got the Magic beat. Their defense just wasn't effective enough, especially in that fourth quarter. The Orlando Magic again fall to the Washington Wizards 117 to 109. You know, I was in, I was I was with with some with some people on Sunday during the Magic Knicks game, and and they were they were asked. You know, they they looked at that line. I think it was Knicks by three. Um, you know, and the Magic got out to such a big lead, and and they looked at the line again, and so all of a sudden it was Magic by thirteen or something like that. And they asked, you know, they asked me because they know I'm a Magic guy. I I, I do study and watch these things uh, for a living almost. Uh, and, and they asked me, you know. Do I take the magic here? You know, do you think the magic can hold on to this lead? And and you know, I you know they've blown plenty of leads, and 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 you know it it was not certain that the magic would hold on to that one at that point. And I said, you know, kind of give you the same rule I give for Northwestern: never bet on Northwestern games. Just just don't do it. it it's going to drive you crazy. They, they're they're completely unreliable. And I, and I generally say the same about the magic. But you know. That 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 bet is all out there. That that whole thing is out there. And if you are interested in doing that. I can't tell you more than I can't tell you more than to check out my bookie. I can't give you advice. I can't give you good advice. Probably, I can give you some information that might help you a little bit, maybe. Uh, but you know, gambling's a little bit foreign to me. I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but a little foreign to me. Um, but I can tell you this: that my bookie is the place to go if you are so inclined. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And so, I tell everyone to go to mybookie.com. Trust me, it is your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game, when it comes to football at least. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ENTERLOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ENTERLOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's it's not hard when you look at this box score from, from the game on Monday night and not have your eyes immediately train on the bench. 21 of 30 points coming from Terrence Ross, uh, two, uh, four for fourteen, four for seventeen shooting. Um, it, it, it's a big discrepancy, and 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 you know, on, to be fair, the Wizards had the same problem. Eighteen of their thirty points, or sorry, eighteen of their thirty-two bench points came from Jeff Green. The their their non-Jeff Green players were four for four for fifteen. So not much better than 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 the than the Magic's bench, and so this game wasn't won or lost by the bench. I want to make that perfectly clear. This game was won by the Wizards because their execution was better. John Wall forced action; he made plays. Uh, Bradley Beal made plays. Jeff Green made plays. The Wizards won this game because they executed better than the Magic. They made the plays they needed to win the game, and Orlando simply couldn't respond. Whether it was getting to the foul line, whether it was making shots, whether it was getting stops, Orlando couldn't respond. That's how games should be won or lost. So, not a game to be upset about in in that respect. But it did illustrate, I think, something that that I've talked about a lot on here. That the Magic's margin for error remains incredibly small. It's a very thin margin of error for Orlando. They don't have a lot of wiggle room to, to win games. They just don't. They don't have that dominant player who can step up and win a game by himself. They don't have, you know, a dominant defensive player yet that they can rely on to hold the boat steady when things aren't going right. That their identity is not set in stone quite yet. They're going to have letdowns. They're going to have hiccups. They're going to struggle in some areas. And so, I find... I think I found, or I'm 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 ready to to conclude a little bit, that it is vital that Orlando kind of keep an even keel. That yeah, they're going to rely heavily on their starters to score and to produce. That's that's just who they're going to be. I think we can say that safely. That the majority of the Magic scoring, the majority of the Magic's production, is going to come from the starting lineup and the bench. If you get good production from the bench, you're going to win more games. But more likely than not, you're going to have games like this where Terrence Ross kind of goes off and everyone else is kind of average or below average. When they're below average like they were tonight outside of Terrence Ross, it's going to be much more difficult to win games. Again, none of this is rocket science. Score more points, you win more games. But what I think was... What I think was different about this game was... The bench's role in creating the conditions for Washington to win. The Magic took a 10-point lead midway through the third quarter. And again, it felt like the Magic were about to run away with things. Washington called a timeout because they felt that way too. They needed to get some things straight. And it was at that point that Steve Clifford began bringing in the bench. Now, no player can play 48 minutes a game. So yes, the bench is still vital. But the one thing the bench cannot do is hand the game back to the starters 
at a more difficult place than where they left it. Or at least a significantly more difficult place than where they left it. You know, there's going to be games, and there will be games, where the bench hands the starters back a tie game. That's fine. Honestly, that that's still okay. You have your chance to win the game, and that's, that's what happened here. But the bench also handed to the Magic the penalty situation, the, the fouling. They narrowed that already thin margin for error. Orlando sent Washington to the line for 18 free throw attempts in that fourth quarter. Again, Washington shot more free throws in the fourth quarter alone than the Magic shot the entire game. Orlando's not a team that gets to the foul line very often, so that's really not saying a whole lot. But what was vital about that was that now, when the Magic starters came back in, they couldn't foul. They couldn't play physical. They couldn't make those mistakes. They didn't have that cushion to play with. And that put Washington on the attack immediately. It's not to say Washington wouldn't have won the game anyway, but you could tell Orlando was a little tight. Defensively especially. And that made things harder for the Magic to execute and win the game. On top of all that, you add that pressure to now an offense that's already got some challenges. We're not going to hide or hide this thing here. Magic's offense is, is going to struggle. It's not going to be perfect or clean all game long. But what's important is that the Magic continue to execute effectively. And that bench group did not execute effectively. Terrence Ross bailed them out on several occasions. Because a lot of that offense, for the, in the third quarter especially, was Jonathan Simmons, dribbling for five, six, seven seconds, trying to find his way in, not getting in, coming back out, trying again. Instead of moving the ball to the next guy. It's a lot of stagnant play. And then eventually it all devolved into, okay, there's only seven, six seconds left on the shot clock. Pass it to Terrence Ross and let him create things. God love Terrence Ross. He did it most of the night. Between Jaron Grant and Jonathan Simmons, I thought were the biggest culprits of this. Where they were just dribbling around, trying to create something by themselves instead of moving the ball. When the Magic's offense is stagnant, the team's going to struggle. They need constant player movement, I think. And they had that in the first half. Now, in fairness... Orlando still ended up with a 111 offensive rating, which is very, very good. You're going to win most games if, you, if you're playing like that. So, the offense was generally fine. But I, I really felt that these moments, that, that that bench unit in the second half especially, kind of killed a lot of the flow and a lot of the rhythm the Magic had. I felt like it... I felt like it really hurt the team. Again, when the starters keep back in, you could feel a little bit of the pressure to kind of kickstart things back up. The Magic could never recapture what they had at the beginning of the third quarter when they looked like they were about to run away with this thing. And it just shows how elusive this team's offense can be. This team's rhythm and flow can be. Especially when there's so much pressure on the defensive end to not make mistakes. And Washington put the pressure on Orlando. Give them all the credit in the world. They came out and made Orlando's life hard. And they beat him. 
beat him fair and square. They out-executed him. They, out, out, they, they, they outworked him. And all the small plays and all the good things Orlando did throughout the first half and then the and then early third quarter, all that disappeared very quickly. Now, Orlando didn't get blown out. They had every chance to win this game. They had every chance to, to grab it back. So it's, it's not wholly on the bench. But certainly that, that push and pull does matter a little bit. And Orlando just needs to be in a better place when their starters come back. Again, it just feels like with this bench unit, the main goal is to hold the ship steady. The main goal is not to get the team down much further than they already are. And if the team can accomplish that, if the team can do that, they'll win basketball games. This team is good enough. They'll give themselves at least a chance to win more basketball games. It's not that the Magic didn't have a chance Monday, but that chance was made much more difficult than it was before. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be taking a look at the upcoming schedule for the Orlando Magic, including why this homestand is vitally important to the team. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.